This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about spiritual fulfillment and capitalistic detachment. Maybe that's a mouthful, but simply the push and pull of feeling really good in your present, feeling really a sense of enjoying life, feeling grounded, but living in a society that doesn't necessarily validate being as okay. Um, Doing is very okay in our society, I think, there's an extent to which we're always being externally reinforced of needing to do something, needing to be somewhere else, needing to achieve more. And in our last podcast episode, the managers versus the maker schedule, we discussed actually the root of needing to enjoy our maker's time and enter flow state and actually allow ourselves to be there for extensive periods of time to be able to see the heightened state of our innovative mindset, creative mindset, and just relish being there. Um, Though life will always interrupt us because yes, we live in a world where external structures continue to reinforce the need to not stay there. Um, We are not necessarily allowed to take so much pleasure in the ordinary. But we have to internally reinforce that. And so how do you feel you have a successful creative life if you're constantly living in a world that wants you to buy more, actually be able to survive and (laughs) feed yourself, all these things, um, and to an extent to which you might be sustaining doing um, an interruption with being constantly. um, Well, the biggest way to feel okay with enjoying the simple pleasures of life with enjoying your creative flow state and all of these other things is to have the awareness have awareness of the external impediment on your inner peace and be okay with that level of contradiction in nature and life to some extent and maybe push back you do you ultimately i think this topic is pretty relevant because Uh, it's just been a theme for my week and I'll get into that. That's our first segment for the episode, how this topic arose for me. Our second segment is six signs of the push and pull for you of spiritual fulfillment and capitalistic detachment. Six signs to help you just have awareness around that push-pull that might maybe you've already experienced or you are recently experiencing or um, it's maybe coming down the pipeline. And then our third segment will be a culture wreck from a podcast I really enjoy. As always, I would love to hear your creative journeys. Share those at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash message. The link is included in the show notes for you to leave a voicemail and share an update on your creative journey, challenges you might be facing, anything at all. Be great to hear from the community as this is not just my creative journey, but yours also so that this podcast can grow, so it can be seen, so it can be found, period. If you can leave a review and rate this podcast wherever you're listening, share it, tell a friend. That would mean the world. Let's get into it. 
as we've discussed, and I know we will discuss many a time before, the starving artist mindset is a good tactic. Good tactic to create urgency and sustain the scarcity mindset. It really is a good driver, but it's an unhealthy driver. It's a good driver in that it it totally works to feel in survival mode, but we'll constantly need to address the need to start to remove that as a motivating force because yes, when you're hungry, you're compelled to survive, when you're determined, when you feel this is the only option, um, you will plow through and get somewhere. But with that scarcity mindset, it really isn't hugely serving because Sometimes it narrows focus so much where you don't see better opportunities around you. Uh, And also just this insatiability of that mindset. You don't ever get to a place where you feel you have enough. Maybe you don't feel you have enough followers. Maybe you don't feel you have enough money. Maybe you feel you don't have enough recognition. You don't feel you have enough support, backers. That feeling of not enoughness will continue to chase and eat at one's sense of self if we're constantly seeking external satisfaction then we're never going to feel the strength of our inner satisfaction of our internal strength and and comfort so yeah that comes as no spoiler probably that you can never really feel that enoughness without strongly internally validating yourself however when you feel enough and you're operating from a place of abundance it is still not freedom (laughs) Uh, what does that mean it is a level of liberation to have an abundance mindset I've definitely felt recently wow financial abundance mental um goodness, all the spiritual, especially spiritually really well. And this feeling of fulfillment has allowed me to have a really good, you know, few weeks, months. I wake up early in the morning and doing a workout, doing dancing, take a long walk in the park, meditate, have tea, spend time in my spirituality, focusing on other practices which I will not name, um, but just really enjoying this truly blissful state that is sacred time to me. And I would never forego that time to fit in doing more things. In those sacred hours of the morning, I'm not engaged with social media. I'm not engaged with people or my email. And I'm in a kind of heaven, which can only exist because I've been so, I guess, regimented about it. And um, also because, yeah, I, the inner discipline. But it's not supported in our world. And so I have to really be so intentional about creating it. And I do. I create that time. I hold that time. I hold those sacred hours, those magic hours, because eventually I have to get back online. I have to engage with people. I actually am not interested in living in complete solitude. I do so much... Um, And then I kind of float down from this cloud of just doing things for me. And I want to do things for others. I I do want to connect. I do want to make this podcast, record this podcast and be um, in exchange. So yeah, sometimes it's to make things and ends meet. If 
financially that we collaborate with others. Maybe it's to support other people in our lives. Um, maybe it's to, for a variety of reasons, you fill in the blank for yourself that we continue to participate in our capitalistic society, which is more rooted in competition. Um, and in this competitive landscape of the world that we exist in, scarcity mindset is very common. It's kind of that get hungry, get riled up, then go get them. Um, and when you're a little bit more on the abundance side, you're like, hmm, wait for the right thing. When it feels good, a little bit more feeling oriented. So taking breaks and actually opting out will always feel like falling behind, right? If I'm not recording a podcast each week, if I'm not doing the multitude of other things I'm doing, if you're not doing the multitude of things that you're doing, what does it feel like to stop? What would it look like to stop? What would it look like to take a break, um, to downsize your life, to live differently, to make certain trade-offs, to not have as much? What would it look like? And it's scary. It feels a lot like falling behind. It's painted in our society as falling behind to not follow upward mobility, to um, to prioritize human state of just being um, and feeling the richness of being able to eat food, be in the present moment with that, drink water, listen to people who are speaking with us, who are right in front of us with patience, not with I hope they finish the sentence because I have to get back to things. And yeah, I'm always going to project somewhat from my personal experiences, but in your world, maybe you can relate to some extent how this sense of well-being is not necessarily very deeply rooted in our external world. And so as it's not rooted hugely in the external world, in our internal world, the rooting of well-being, of an abundance mindset, of inner peace is so powerful. Being, being this rooted, though, does tease the ego because the ego is very attached to the external things, the affirmation, and finding weak points. So we're always going to be push-pulled in internally and somewhat externally state, now that I think of it. Anyways, today's topic is really about that push-pull, having the awareness. That's the most important thing, really having the awareness because the ego, if you really let it run its course, will drag you, right? It'll drag you to feel superiority over others, right? And that might be at the expense of your health, at the expense of staying in touch with friends, at the expense of other travel opportunities, who knows? It can be at the expense of many things to satisfy the ego. And similarly, externally, if we're really wanting um, to participate hugely in a capitalistic society, it does come with huge compromises. And so there's always going to be a tug of war between the world of peace and the world of power. And that's just going to be an ongoing state of what it means to be in humanity because it's changed and it's shifted as civilizations have changed and shifted, but it's kind of the human complex, you know, consciousness is a beauty and a curse. And I think that people can be good, but I think we can also be dark. 
we have shadow sides, we have light sides. It's always going to be a little bit of a mess, but I think you having the awareness of the push-pull will help you feel it's okay. It's okay and reaffirm that in state internal state of rootingness and pleasure and rootingness and inner peace and rootingness and spiritual fulfillment um, and the goodness of the present. So let's get into six signs. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So here are six signs that you may have experienced the push-pull of spiritual fulfillment versus capitalistic detachment recently. Um, And if I wasn't clear from the last segment, I've been feeling this because I'm like, I just want to enjoy life. Why do I have to do all of these other things and make money? And, you know, just kind of getting a little low even in thinking about those but then I was like oh because I do enjoy participating in the world so these are signs that I pull together from personal experience from research some reading but I always offer you to insert whatever you want these are what I have felt are good signs to have the awareness that the push-pull might be something that you're experiencing But um, yeah, there's plenty of other ones that are out there. There's ones that maybe you would include, wouldn't include. And so let's get into this. And there's some reflection questions embedded within each one. Number one sign that you might be experiencing that push-pull internally of spiritual fulfillment versus capitalist detachment. Do you feel heightened detachment from material things? Do you feel yourself less attached to possessions, material things, physical things, achieving things? Are you feeling more drawn to feeling and sensing? So spirituality can usually be defined as having less concern with those physical things and more concern with the human spirit or the soul how you feel goodness, how you feel gratitude, how you feel joy in the present moment. And I believe that this can be exercised in so many forms. You can exercise your spirituality through religion, which I don't really have a practice of. You can exercise your spirituality through meditation. You can exercise your spirituality through reflection, through creative wellness practices, which are one of my favorite. Maybe it's dancing, photography, or anything where you enter that flow state and you feel soul fulfillment. That is powerful. And if you felt gravitated to those things, that's a biggie. If you're listening to this podcast, I assume that you have. (laughs) But in general, the heightened detachment from material things is a good sign that you are 
aware or feeling the push-pull. Two, acceptance of loss of control. If you are aware of this push-pull, maybe you've accepted a lot more circumstances than you'd like are out of your control. Have you felt more accepting of what you cannot control, who you cannot control, the world that we cannot control? I constantly have been saying this phrase, it matters less what we make of the world than what we make in the world. As in, create, make your art, share your voice, share um, your creativity, your expression, your sense of self, your light. That's what will last in this crazy, crazy world. Um, And also the fact that love is not control. We can't necessarily control things and love them at the same time. So if you love something, set them free. That's definitely a thing. It's like you can support people with guidance. You can give tips. You can give recommendations. But ultimately trying to control someone, something, uh, is not coming from a place of deep love. Number three, do you feel more observant of patterns in yourself, patterns in others, and in systems? Are you more aware of the patterns of behavior that you repeat? Do you feel more aware and accepting of those patterns of behaviors? Do you see pattern in human behavior around you of those that maybe you're really close to do you see ways that they are repeating certain patterns do you feel or are intuitively sensing of those dynamics of those patterns and people and those dynamics that people are cycling through do you notice any patterns in the systems around you maybe that's the systems of schools schooling systems interesting patterns definitely that I've been observing for the entirety of my life in school, public school systems in the U.S. Um, Any patterns that you've noticed in government, any patterns that you've noticed in business and the evolution of those patterns? One of the interesting things with spirituality that was, yeah, struck me in listening to this podcast by Richard Rohr, it's called Another Name for It everything podcast. Richard Rohr talks about how spirituality has really moved over civilization from spirituality being really part of life, right? Our relationship to nature, very fluid, very tribal, then to spirituality being governed, being religion and state, um, for it really moving and transitioning to government. Then spirituality, let's say, um, yeah, in culture, it moved to culture, it moved to spirituality as freedom of expression, radical movements and and such. And then spirituality moved into business. And that's the state that we're in now where spirituality is deeply rooted in working. It's like work-life balance is truly the spiritual journey of people. It's like, how do I strike the balance of having a life and working? And yeah, that's kind of where we're at as a society and can't say I love it. I really would like it to go back to spirituality being embedded in the way of life uh, rather than a extracurricular thing that you need to balance outside of the 
obligation of supporting consumerism and the economy in the same way. Uh, Anyways, yes, that was number three. Are you more observant of patterns in yourself, in others, in systems? Number four, are you feeling this push-pull because you are craving more solitude? Do you feel yourself craving more solitude or spiritual community? Do you feel drawn to others who see or notice these patterns too? Do you feel like you're consistently, this is (laughs) completely specifically me, consistently listening to podcasts that are providing you with that feeling of connectedness? (laughs) Yes, this is me pretty much Every day I listen to a podcast from someone, and I mention a lot of the podcasts I listen to on this podcast, but someone who has this level of detachment from our capitalistic society doesn't mean that they're not participating in it, but means their intention and their message beyond that capitalistic endeavor um, is of universality. It's of getting back to um, being in a state of loving each other, loving humans, and yeah, joy of life, ultimately. Joy to be alive, because time is so unpredictable. We might be gone tomorrow, and that's not to produce anxiety that I mentioned that. It's really just to have the love for and gratitude for um, the ability to breathe today. Do you feel yourself craving, yeah, solitude completely? Do you're like, I'm ready to go off the grid. I'm ready to completely have a solo life. I'm ready to just take my family, uproot us, have a new chapter somewhere new. Are you feeling deeply attached to finding people who feel more like-minded? Do do you see yourself leaning into connecting with others who feel like-minded maybe on social media? Are they standing out to you? It's kind of one of those things where when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I'm not sure who says that quote, but it's so true. Has that been arising for you? Four, which was craving more solitude or spiritual community. Number five, are you feeling more present? Though you might be feeling the fast and very busyness of others moving around you, do you find yourself feeling even within that more present are you feeling maybe even guilty for feeling good in your present moment feeling that that's something that's kind of wrong do you feel like when you're in the present you're starting to fall away from the rest of the world which is moving do you notice your body's heightened states when it's being stressed out how your pulse might be paced, and when you're more relaxed, how your pulse might be slowed down. Are you feeling you have more body awareness in general? Are you operating, um, quote-unquote, different from the norm? Or do you feel like you're on path? Do you feel like you've hopped out of the hamster wheel? Anything of that resonate with you? Does the pace feel too much at times? The pace at which media, social media is being shared with you, media in general is being shared with you, 
thoughts, ideas, people are reaching out to you, etc. Do you feel it's a bit frenetic? I do, clearly. This is why I've included this. Six, do you place heightened priority on your well-being and the well-being of others? Do you find, yeah, yourself holding these practices of well-being to reinforce your present, to feel grounded? Do you feel well-being is like maybe never before something you're more conscious of? Do you find that without holding well-being practices, wellness practices, spiritual practices, insert health practices, whatever you'd like to call it, that you feel pulled out into unhealthy practices or into a way of life you don't desire? How does prioritization of health affect your choices? If any of that resonates with you, um, I'd love to hear it. Uh, again, these were six signs that you're experiencing the push-pull of sp- spiritual fulfillment and capitalistic detachment. So those two I've joined together, spiritual fulfillment and capitalistic detachment, because they're kind of quite similar. Um, I'm having a hard time really deciphering them at this current moment. So you could say six signs you're feeling pulled into spiritual fulfillment or pulled into capitalistic detachment and away from the world. Um, And the first being, one, heightened sense of detachment from material things. Two, acceptance of loss of control. Three, more observant of patterns in yourself and others and systems. Four, craving more solitude or spiritual community. Five, feeling more present. And six, placing a heightened priority on well-being of yourself and others. I can ultimately only share from my experience as I'm the best use case that I know. And if these don't resonate with you and things that have been arising for you, it likely has little significance. My hope is truly that some of you who it does resonate with do not feel alone I think it's beautiful to have the awareness of the contradictions in life and yeah, keeps things dynamic. Similar to that, our culture wreck is very in theme, so let's get into it. Our culture wreck for this week is from the podcast Making Sense with Sam Harris. Sam Harris is an American author, philosopher, neuroscientist, and podcast host. He is well regarded in the spaces of neuroscience and meditation and psychedelics and atheism. And so I think it's cool to have a culture rec from somebody who identifies as an atheist because I like to talk about spirituality, even when um, it's not an attachment to religion and such. I think the exploration of our soul and personal fulfillment is just so extensive and doesn't really need to be named. Words, period, are boxes, right? Our experiences are really broad, and then we try to use language to describe things. And our descriptions will never grasp the entirety of an experience. They'll only try. 
And so with that, this episode is number 146 and it's titled Digital Capitalism. And it's a conversation with Douglas Rushkoff, who is known for a number of things. Some people identify him as a media critic or social activist. He's the host of a podcast himself called Team Human, and it is focused on exploring media, technology, and culture. And he has also been a fellow of many institutes, done lots of things. The point of this culture rec is really tuning in for the purpose of exploring capitalism within the media landscape and the beautiful push and pull dynamic that exists. I think this conversation around feeling frustrated that our current society um, and the world that we've created is so rooted in not supporting, enjoying being human, of not supporting the enjoyment of being able to wake up in the morning and be able to breathe and be able to eat food and access that. It's more rooted in the struggle of needing to be able to afford to be able to food, eat your, uh, feed yourself, excuse me, and many other things, afford to be able to have a car to get to transportation enough to get to access certain areas and maybe it's the getting, you know, roof over your head and the frustration uh, because of the expense of paying for that and it's a very heavy cycle of living in a world that um, maybe doesn't necessarily make the cost of living easy, doesn't make it something that's accessible, isn't a given, um, versus what if the world was different? What if we lived in a world where humans were put first and foremost? And so in this episode, he talks about rather than living this world that we do, imagine if we really were able to live in a place where there was consciousness capitalism is working on us it's working against us it's only supported by people remaining unconscious and supporting the system even if they are conscious supporting the system that is more powerful and more pushing of agendas of a very small population of the people to achieve more money usually and feeling of worthiness, etc. But it's at the expense of larger portion of society. And even in the digital space, and this is what this episode is specifically tailored to, that in the digital landscape, which is a reflection of our world, in the digital landscape, you can see how in social media, there are many aspects that work against the human psyche and are successful at exploiting our external desires, teasing our ego. And algorithms really feed into that and reinforce that. So maybe it's tons of luxury lifestyles that are being really promoted and highly promoted. That's because that's what we as humans are teased by. That's what our ego is teased by. And so the algorithm knows how to feed into that. Maybe it's having a perfect six-pack. Maybe it's uh, I don't know, you insert the blank of what your, you know, unconscious desire is that you don't want to look at, but you still look at. 
those are the things that always will continue to perform so highly because our egos are not as a society, as a world, at a universal level, very tamed to be willing and conscious to filter that out, right? To resist it. The temptation is still there to be like, oh, you know, I really like, I'm so mindful and blah, 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 but I just follow this one thing. And then that's how everyone is. They probably consume a lot more of those things that tease them, that make them feel longing and desiring and lustful for what they don't have um, than what and then reinforce what they should be grateful for, if that makes sense. So I highly recommend this podcast episode again. The title of it is um, number 146, Digital Capitalism on Sam Harris Podcast, Making Sense with Sam Harris. And it's a conversation with Douglas Rushkoff. Again, I didn't go into as detail as I want to. This is an entire hour-long conversation, but... It's one to tune into. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm super grateful to be on this creative journey with you. Share your stories of your creative journey as a voicemail. Don't include your name, but aside from that, would love to hear how things are going, what you're up to. The link is anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash message. And you can find me at Anise Benitez on Instagram. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You are no starving artist, grateful to be learning and growing and gaining more awareness of the imbalances in this beautiful, broken world um, with you. Appreciate you.